Kyle, what are you doing here? I didn't get a chance to say goodbye earlier. Look, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but I need a little alone time right now. Uh, alone. Why? I need space. We're six feet apart? Emotionally. I mean, emotionally. <laughs> Look, Zach, as long as you're out here, I'm staying. Well, as long as you're out here, I'm staying. I gotta See go ya. podcast. This week, the Buffy gays descend into their underground bunker with a swimming pool covered in aluminum foil to break down Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 4, Episode 7, The Initiative. We'll try to help the boy who wants to date our friend while maintaining an air of melancholy as we break down the episode and share some behind-the-scenes trivia. We'll break everything in the cafeteria to have ice cream and soda for lunch before rating the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 steaks. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moments of the episode while implanting a chip in the head of a vampire. So find something slutty to wear, be sure your disclaimer isn't vague, and grab your flare gun for this week's episode of... A Buffy Gays! Buffy Gays. And barbecue sauce. <laughs> Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth, we invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gaze! Zachary. Hello, Kylericiousness. Hey, I feel like you've done that exact one before. Kylerosity. Kylerosity. Sure, that works. <laughs> uh, what was I? I was going to say something and I completely forgot already. Mm. So, yeah. Hi. How's it going? Cool. <laughs> so it's oh. going great. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm? I have several things I want to mention. So <gasps> several. First of all, I listened to it's all coming back to you now. The most <laughs> recent episode of You're Wrong About, one of my favorite podcasts today, mm. with Sarah Marshall, and mm. the episode is about I forgot about her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the episode is about uh, gay animals, basically, mm. and I learned this is tangentially related to Buffy. That's why I'm mm. saying it. Mm. I learned that Thomas Aquinas was <gasps> like the original, uh, like the original catalyst for anti-homosexuality laws, mm. because he was like he he was a prominent person who said that uh, being gay was a crime against nature which was then used for several centuries to criminalize being gay. Mm. So, Thanks a lot, Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> keep your theology of providence to yourself, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fat shaming. And <laughs> hey, we, we, did, we never came down on whether that was fat shaming or not. That thousands-year-old uh, dead philosopher. <laughs> yes. Fuck you, Thomas Aquinas. 
I, I'm not sorry. Also, Katie messaged me and uh, just with along with her regular compliments, she mentioned that Room with a View, the Angel episode, I was talking about how it's formatted like like as though it were text speak. And uh, and I had the idea that maybe like Craigslist was around at that time or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's even that is even older than the Internet. Because when you take out an ad in the paper, they charge you like by the your character count. Mm. And then I was like, you just blew my mind. And like all these boomers who are complaining about chat speak, it was capitalism all along. It was capitalism all along. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. So uh, that I was like, oh my god. Uh, also, I did no. a no. I did communism a- was just a red herring. <laughs> yeah, shit. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did a poll on Instagram about Ooh. beer bad this week, and you I a poll. didn't realize until I did it that it was my second poll about Parker this season. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, I have to come up with a different top topic." Mm. But well, it does keep getting thrown in our face, right? Uh, I think this is the last time. I think this is the last episode. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes, uh, but uh, the poll. I just had the idea for it while I was at work, so I made it. <laughs> The question was Parker bad, <laughs> and the answers were Parker Parker bad, Parker good, and Parker foamy. <laughs> it's mostly Parker bad. Some mm. random person who probably doesn't even watch the show and uh, sees our posts because we tag them with gay said <laughs> Parker good. And I was like, okay, white gay. <laughs> I would and then picked, uh, a good would, amount of people picked Parker Foamy. I would have picked Foamy. Including sure. Ali Press from Tabula Rossa Bitches. Yes. Yes. So I also would have picked Parker Foamy. <laughs> so anyway, that's my uh, <laughs> my update. Oh, okay, Zach. So now that I'm done with all that bullshit, do you have any trivia for the initiative? Just a skosh. Just a skish. A spot of trivia. Um, so the initiative first aired on Tuesday, November 16th, 1999, and the director was James A. Contner, who had previously directed The Harsh Light of Day this season, and amongst mm-hmm. other episodes in previous seasons. And the, I included the much-delayed location breakdown. Yay! For it, UC Sunnydale? It's not really worth the wait, but... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I well, I was trying to. It research only took it. you seven weeks. Well, I was trying to research it, and I could only find like two sentences about it. And so, I mean, I uh-huh. went, and, I went and looked up some of it. But anyway, so um, the book, according to Doug Petrie's commentary, uh, Forrest and Graham are supposed to be. Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing. I knew this was going to happen. No, stop it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. Back to the much delay thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So um, kind of like I can't remember um, the guy's name that messaged us on Instagram when we were talking about this the other day. I know who you're talking uh, about. Who was uh, saying it was a mix of kind of California campuses. Uh, he was correct. Uh, so some of the UC Sunnydale scenes were filmed at um, the UCLA campus uh-huh. uh, in Westwood, Los Angeles. And um, there are also some special corridors of Royce Hall, which I think is a, it looked like it was a concert hall. 
<laughs> and I think that's what that like kind of facade. I guess it's supposed to be like a built a school building, not like mm-hmm. a dorm or something. It's got two towers on it. Yeah, um, that's Royce Hall. Uh, and um, there were also several episodes shot from the Oviet. I'm I'm probably I, I don't know if I'm saying that in, anywhere near correct. <laughs> Oviet, anyway. Oviet Library at um, California State University, Northridge. Or mm. CSUN. Kasun. Um, and yeah. So. All right. There we go. And then, uh, yeah. So. Uh, oh, and also the uh, CF Braun Business Park uh, in Alhambra, California. Oh, that must be where all the outdoor stuff is. Yeah. The uh, Oviet Library, I looked up. I don't super recognize it. I think it's maybe the courtyard scenes and the stuff in front of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I looked at interiors of it, too, and it doesn't look like anything I remember seeing. Interesting. I want to say maybe you see it in the distance in the background sometimes. Anyway, there <laughs> it is. Location. Broken breakdown. down. Uh, what else, Zach? unbreak it. <laughs> All right. So, um, according to Doug Petrie's commentary, I'm assuming this is on the DVD I can't yes. remember if I got this from Buffy Wiki or from IMDb. Um, Forrest and Graham were meant to be Shakespearean sidekicks. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Whose job is to tell the hero what he actually wants. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, there was a quote, so it's Shakespeare with ray guns and shit. <laughs> actually, it was from IMDb, I think. Yeah. That explains why Forrest is so annoying. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and Graham is like, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. He barely talks. And uh, so, anyway. Um, who, are, who are the ones in Romeo and Juliet? There's Mercutio. Is it Mercutio? And is that else? Rosencrantz? Oh, Mercutio. Wait, no. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Guildenstern. No, that's a different play. But, yeah. But, no. Uh, well, Mercutio is, is the... Romeo's buddy. Okay. And then he doesn't have another one. Tybalt is the is <gasps> Juliet's cousin. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But that's who killed. I was thinking of Mercutio and Tybalt, I think. They both killed each I know. other. They, bo- uh, they, do, they do both get killed. But Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Shakespearean sidekicks. Shakespearean. In uh, what play are they in? It's not Hamlet. Is it Macbeth? Girl, I don't know. I can go to school for math. I don't think it's Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Shakespeare. I... Mm. We're illiterate hillbillies from Arkansas. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's a, this sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> call me young. Call me illiterate. Whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, oh, another kind of mini location breakdown. The set for the um, initiative uh, is is filmed... in some random warehouse in Kansas or something. <laughs> Uh, no, it, well, it's called Skunk Works, and it's a complex where they build uh, military stealth bombers, actually. so oh. <laughs> They could not have found like a more hodgepodge-looking military facility to I film in. I don't think in. the facility is the hodgepodge. I think it's they covered it all in, in I, yeah, aluminum yeah. foil. <laughs> well, it's just like, there's so much space that's not used. It's so funny. Well, yeah, it's like meant to build giant planes. I know, but like for the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's used by weird shit. We're going to talk about uh. that. <laughs> um, oh, Mercedes McNabb said that the hair pulling and shin kicking fight was one of her favorite on screen fights. Yeah, I agree, Mercedes McNabb. And um, she didn't use a stunt double. 
Oh no! She said it was all me, and they wore <laughs> knee pads and shin guards. And she, <laughs> she said she felt like that was kind of ridiculous because it's so cheesy. I uh-huh. mean, they do kick each other in the shins. Yeah, they do. That fucking hurt. Okay, IMDb said this, and I I was like, what? Uh-huh. And it says Willow reveals that Oz's real name is Daniel Osborne. Yeah, and I, was I like, saw that too, and I we was haven't like, what? heard that before now. I was and I was trying to think and I was like, I guess maybe not. It's really impossible though for me to separate stuff that's like I don't remember when I found this out, but I just know it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Anyway, if if IMDB is to be trusted, which we always take them with, you know, grains of salt. But, yeah, true. Uh any That was it for the non peppered stuff. Alright. I had no real expectations for this episode i was excited to find for riley to actually be in the story mm-hmm. and to finally get rid of the random sightings of the commandos <laughs> but then i watched the episode and i was like this is actually like a really good episode yeah it's pretty good i love it all right zach do you want to give our disclaimer Shaw. so now's the part where we dive deep into the episode and share our thoughts but if you haven't seen the entire series, you needn't be afeard. You needn't. For we shan't share anything. We shan't. That shall spoil anything beyond this point. And we shall only allude to future events with foreshadowing of the cheekiest nature. Only the cheekiest. Oh. So let's get going, Zachary. Is. So we start with a previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We remember Parker's Parker's intimacy problem. I wrote like all caps. Ugh, not Parker again. <laughs> I was like, why is? I thought he was gone. Uh, we remember that Riley exists yet again. <laughs> right. And then we get uh, uh, Professor like a, Walsh's introduction. Did you know there's the like quickest flash of Spike and Harmony? Just like, yes, on the very screen. very fast. It's I wrote, like Spike exists. It is very blink and you'll miss. I it. mean, Spike is there later, but that's the only time Harmony is in there. Um, and th- we, so we get Professor Walsh's cut together introduction. Yeah, I'm Professor Walsh, the evil bitch monster of death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it cuts out the sentences in between. I love it so much. <laughs> and then we see Spike getting tased. Yes, and captured by the commanders. And we start with uh, immediately an eye roll. Immediately, oh, yeah. immediately no. Immediately no. <laughs> <laughs> because Forrest, Riley's new black friend, who we haven't seen before, uh, is talking about women and how. Uh, they can be young and nubile and exciting. And we haven't like, seen Forrest yet. We this have is not. The introduction. There's been no Forrest yet. I don't wow. Think. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised. Uh, and <laughs> so he's just kind of being gross about women. I, if you men are not allowed to use the word nubile, don't. Uh, okay, thank you so much. <laughs> I literally wrote nubile is one of those words that just grosses me out. Right. It's and I was like, I was also just kind of thinking like, what does that really even mean? And so I looked it up, and it's literally just about describing a woman's body. Yeah, I don't. It's or, or a woman like a like it, someone being womanly. I I can't anyway. Yeah, was, I it, don't. Let's throw that word in the trash. That made please. it even more gross. I was like, uh, it's so ugly and weird. <laughs> yes, it's like if moist was somehow sexual harassment. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not bothered by that word. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, moist can be sexual harassment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got. I mean, yeah. So, um, I mean, 
if moist anyway, were more sexual harassment. True, true. I mean, it's not necessary. I th- I feel like anytime someone says the word nubile, they're sexually harassing someone. Yeah, that's they what can I'm say saying. moist without exactly. Doing that, it could though. describe cake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they're talking about a party, and uh, Forrest notices Buffy, and it's like, is she hot or what, mm-hmm. or something like that? And she's and Buffy, like randomly clumsy. Buff- yeah, Buffy. She, she's like fucking Wiley e. Coyote for the first third of the episode. I mean, she's been clumsy this season a little bit, like especially in the freshman. But also, she bumped into Riley and Beer and Bad, bumped into Colm. Yes, and, and Colm. I can't believe you remembered his <laughs> or name. Or no, it's not Colm, but Colm is the friend. Damn oh, it. shit. <laughs> bumped into Douche Guy. Yeah. Douche Guy. No, Douche Guy is Colm. Oh, go- oh, so she bumped into Colm's friend. Colm's friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his name I can't remember. Yes. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, and this, sh- this, the way it's even shot where it just like stays on that uh, first woman's boobs uh, uh, as she walks towards the camera yes. and like. It's so very like, ugh, and Buffy breaks the soda machine, and oh yeah, uh, we need. <laughs> Riley I... tells Forrest her name, and he's like, "Wow, she's so hot. She's Buffy. I like that." And he's like, <laughs> "Is her name moron?" Doesn't that mean something? I don't think so. There's like a whole. It's a very big. It's like its own hashtag that's separate from actually Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like a mattress brand. Or Is something. it okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, they keep talking about Buffy now. And Riley he, doesn't have. Well, first Riley doesn't have time for boners. He's grading papers. Yes, and he's never thought about what he thinks about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "All right, maybe she's a little peculiar." And that's as she breaks the ice cream machine, and it makes the most ridiculous <laughs> the, like, like pooping sound, <laughs> like. Well. <laughs> that sound effect is so dumb. And, oh, hold on. Okay, so Forrest had this really funny thing though that was like it. It's like so quick. Uh huh. He's like, because Riley's grading the papers, he doesn't have time for boners. And then uh, he says, "How are you gonna learn if you keep doing all the schoolwork?" Yes, that's that is kind of funny. <laughs> Very Xander. That, that was good stuff. Oh, uh, did you also wait? This I have this right after ice uh-huh. cream poop sound effect. So <laughs> this is continuity. Uh, some I think he says um, mattressable ne- nespa, <laughs> ne- nespa or yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he speaks French to Graham <laughs> as Graham starts to sit down. Uh, but that's not even how you say it's nepa. Oh. that's funny. Anyway, I was like, ew. But yeah, <laughs> Forrest is being random very, French. He is giving Xander vibes. Very, very, very and season one Xander vibes. <laughs> but he's more confident than Xander though. And. Uh, Riley's like, there's something weird about her. It never feels like she's really there. And then, uh, I like girls I can get a grip on. Graham. Graham. I was like, Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) Graham is like, maybe she's Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Uh, They talk about how she was with Parker for all of 30 seconds. Yeah. There was like a little trivia too that said that, um, oh, frick. I already forgot his name. Writer guy. Uh, the guy who wrote the episode? Yeah. Doug Petrie. Yeah. That apparently Graham something was his one of his friends growing oh, up. Neat. And uh and that friend is Canadian. So that's oh, like a, a little, like a little inside joke. I think. Yeah. So Cute. I read that somewhere. Yeah, so they're talking about Parker. She leaves the ice cream broken. <laughs> she just lets it keep going as she leaves. <laughs> She's yeah. having ice cream and soda for dinner. And there's these guys coming up behind her, and they're like, oh, how do we turn the it ice off? cream? <laughs> <laughs> Those extras are like really going for it. I wish we had a little bit more of like Buffy like not knowing her own strength. Like she does it <laughs> yeah. occasionally, but it's very funny right here. It really needs like uh, that 
Somebody just needs to cut out only the Buffy parts together with like yakety sacks. <laughs> yes. And then she and her dropping her food after all of that. Right. Uh, so she also falls down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, do I, what I, I'm not saying she's not easy in the eyes, but would I really want to go out with her? Yeah. And this is where I wrote also her lunch is soda and ice cream. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is really funny. Uh, so then uh, we, I, I have written here. Oh, okay, yeah. So Spike wakes up in this like white tiled cell with a glass door. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear that. I hope the microphone did. I ho- I'm sorry if you heard Zach swallowing just now. Yeah, but it was a, it was a post. Yeah, it was strange. That was weird. Anyway, um, uh, I I wrote <laughs> yes foundation on his lips. I wrote dry lips of Spike. <laughs> I was like, he has really crusty lips. That's how we know he's a straight guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of, uh, never heard of lipstick or lip lipstick. <laughs> right. So he gets up and he uh, touches, he touches the glass door of the cell, and it shocks him, and he's Shocking. frightened. And the camera pans to you know, show that there are other uh, creatures. When in he these was cells. laying all like prone and shit, uh-huh. I really had a chance to appreciate the fit. Yeah, it's a good because one. Because he doesn't... You don't really, like, linger on him too long a lot of the time, I feel like. Or, like, in a way that is... I don't know. that Where you see his outfit really well or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was just like, that's looking pretty good. He, <laughs> he's got that 90s kind of bowling shirt pattern on the red shirt. I never noticed that before. Yeah, it's he's pretty, you know, he's styling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... So, I don't know if he's in this shot or not, but there's this demon in the in one of these cells who is in the thumbnail on Amazon Prime has nothing to do with the episode but oh, the thumbnail that... makes it seem like this demon is like going to escape or something <laughs> but he's barely shown in the episode i think it's so funny the one in like the long robes yeah so we cut to the intro after we see the lab coats oh, wait wait uh after we see what the lab coats People in lab coats. Oh, I did you notice too how it like uh, you could see the mirror at the end of the hall kind of thing that they did like at the beginning. Yeah, when it does the big wide shot of all the. I did not notice that. There's like so there's like a mirror to make the hallway look bigger. Yeah, neat. Yeah, I mean I don't know why I caught that, but I was like, (laughs) so. we cut to the intro and James Marsters has taken Oz's or Oz's has taken Seth Green's spot in the <laughs> intro. So I guess we're going to have a little bit more spike this season. Hmm. Mm-hmm. After the intro, we, <laughs> I, I just realized I wrote Giles is sketching commando and it could mean <laughs> that he's sketching without underwear. <laughs> he's sketching a commando and he's hanging out with Xander again. Yeah, him and Xander have this like buddy cop B plot movie. Uh huh. It's well, like it's like C plot actually. Yeah, I was like, what did he hire Xander to do today? Like, what is did Xander deliver his groceries or something? <laughs> uh, he's just sitting in his chair in a chair reading a book apparently. Right. So yeah, he's reading. Xander is <laughs> reading one of Giles's and books. He says the latest in fall fascism. When Giles shows him that thing, and he's like, a little wide in the hips. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Giles says they're probably just human, and they're not going to need research, and Buffy, they're still not going to need to help Buffy. And Giles is like, 
getting this undercurrent of like, mm, Giles is feeling kind of useless. Oh, no. Because he hasn't really done a whole lot. Xander proposes that they summon a demon with a Ouija board. <laughs> and Giles says, that's a wee bit unethical. And yes. Buffy walks in. As, yeah, Buffy starts to walk in. And she's like, that's one of my guys. Or my late night stormtrooper pal or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and she's like, I'm not going to patrol tonight. I'm going to a party with Willow. Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, but Buffy, not really. He was then, he was just like kind of complaining about not being useful, and yeah. now he gets a job thrown into his lap, and he's like, "What?" Right, and then uh, she says, uh, "Willow's feeling bad. She's dealing. I'm helping. It's hard. Ergo, Ergo party. party. Yes, <laughs> you guys go patrol. I'm gonna go find something slutty to wear." <laughs> and it cuts to, of course, a, so- a shot of Xander, and he's like, and "He's like, ooh, she's gonna look slutty. Uh, I'm Sweet. horny." So, <laughs> goodbye, two episode streak of Xander being cool. Oh yeah, that's shattered. <laughs> I mean, he's episode. most mostly fine in this episode. Well, mm. I guess shattered is a little bit much. But nah, he's douchey at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Spike uh, is like going up to touch the glass again. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then the bl- a blood bag drops down from the ceiling. Mm. And the Nick Cage vampire tells him <laughs> it's drugged. <laughs> yeah, he starts to like tear it open. And it's kind of giving like a kid trying to open a candy bar. Right. And then. Which, uh, uh, why could he, sh- he can just bite through it. <laughs> that's what right? he's going to do. He's going to tear it oh, open okay. with his mouth. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. With his teeth. I was confused by the way you described that. And so, um, yeah, I wrote here, despite all his rage, he's still just a rat in a cage. <laughs> and Still just uh, a vampire in a cage? He's like, uh, who is it? The government? Nazis? Major cosmetics company? Yes. Nice little dig at uh, cosmetics there. We have to see how this uh, mascara works on uh, that fish demon from Go Fish. Oh, yes, absolutely. So... <laughs> Hey, I wonder if they have one of those in these they cells. They do. That was a thing. <gasps> they do? Oh, the well, fish? He's not on the cell. He's laying on a bed. Wow. I didn't see that. Well, his head is kind of covered up, but then you can see it in like a it's surveillance like a camera shot. I was going to talk about all this later. Whoops. Oopsie. For like the first two days. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. The most I've ever gotten was signing in on a piece of paper. Mm and uh he's like yeah he's not in this class anymore and then walsh interrupts and she's like and he's not going to be he needs to respect my schedule your friend isn't going to be back in my class Mm. and uh, (laughs) that's how she says it too she's a villain in a drag race acting challenge it's true (laughs) uh no one can hear you gagging in space prepare Prepare to die die. Uh, so Willow leaves very sadly and Buffy's like, you know, for someone who teaches human behavior, you might try showing some. (laughs) (laughs) This is very like teen movie. This this little interaction. Very. So funny. It's very something that like, I mean, I don't think it's bad or anything, but it's It's also, it's also kind of like something that a high schooler would daydream about. It's a little arch. Yes. Yes. It's a little (laughs) extra. It's like, it's gone just over the line. Like it's just kind of like put a foot and a toe over, right? And then maybe three other toes. Yes. But anyway, I yeah, a, a human being in pain has nothing to do with your job. And then after Buffy leaves, Walsh is like, "I like her." <laughs> right. <laughs> that was funny. And then Riley says, "You don't think she's peculiar?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, Riley. Oh, Riley. He is such a doof. He is a doof. Uh, so we cut to Xander. Pro- okay. 
Xander and Giles preparing to go patrol. And I'm like, he says he requisitioned this stuff when he I, was military <laughs> guy. I wrote, he requisitioned it from soldiers? What? I was like, what the fuck are you talking? You were a soldier for one night. You did not go to an armory that night. And, and when you did go to an armory, you just got a giant bazooka. So <laughs> This is America. It is not hard to invent a way people have guns. And he has, like... You can just go to a... The only one that, Grocery like, store and The only guns. one they use is a flare gun which i'm sure you can get really easily as a civilian yeah it's like what is going on i mean yeah i don't know it would have been like i it seems like he was talking more about what he could remember to do mostly but that requisitioned part I was makes like, it sound like it's like you stole you you ordered this from, right <laughs> and they delivered it to your house well yeah and he like he's like yeah, yeah remember when i was army guy but then it's like yeah i can't actually do any of that stuff anymore yeah, because giles has to help him load the flare gun and he's like that was two years ago <laughs> yeah exactly um so yesterday oh. but he's like hand to hand i'm still the man <laughs> which we learn later is not, not the, the case, case. <laughs> and uh yeah, he said he doesn't have enough technical skills to join the Swiss Army, and all they ask you to do is uncork a couple sassy cabinets. Yes, very funny. Do you know his uh, shirt is interesting? He looks like Jim Carrey to me yeah. in this episode. Oh, they could they could have played father and son back in the day. Uh, yeah, or maybe like I really brothers. noticed it in the like I guess part of it's his haircut. His haircut mm-hmm. is very similar. Mm-hmm. it's like not quite a bowl cut and then it's like a little messy sometimes so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they're uh they're just uh finishing talking about their plans and uh, oh he's like they're not ready to deal with and then his mom calls down xander <laughs> i made you and your friends some fruit punch <laughs> <laughs> she, she's so southern yeah she's southern some fruit punch. And then Jazz is like, is it raspberry fruit punch? <laughs> <laughs> a big pause. Oh, I didn't get to talk about Xander. She's like stitching and like things on it that made it look like it was like kind of cut apart and put back together. And it was kind of like asymmetrical. Oh, that's kind of neat. Interesting. And I was like, I didn't notice that. I mean, it's a kind of boring looking shirt if if you just kind of glance at it. But then you go back and you're like, huh. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Xander's styling too. Oh, wait. <laughs> hold on. Oh. Giles said, is it raspberry fruit punch? And they're talking about punch. And then I wrote foreshadowing. Someone going to punch someone? Yeah. Someone In this very next scene. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Giles punches someone? No. So, Parker gets punched. <laughs> right. Because I, I wrote speaking of punch. And that's what I called this scene. <laughs> right so riley uh tells while playing frisbee inside. with forest inside and there's this woman okay there's an extra on a couch in front of uh is it forest that he's throwing it to i, no. I either forest or graham I no remember. i think forest is behind him and he's throwing it to graham <laughs> and anyway he's like throwing it and there's this one and kind of every time they throw it she's like <laughs> which i guess like that's kind of real if you're like oh what are these dumbasses throwing things indoors for right because they're just exactly. it's just sailing over the heads of people in between them <laughs> that is so funny so uh he's like oh she doesn't lack for guts uh and uh he forces like like you've never wanted to tell professor walshoff and i was like yeah you all have a nickname for her and it's the evil bitch monster <laughs> of death oh, right <laughs> um and so uh, Forrest sees Parker come by and he goes up to ask him about Buffy. He's like, oh, she's she's fine. She's kind of whiny and clingy. But he tells Forrest about how they got bullied 
physical and then they were all she was all over him like uh they were betrothed and uh he talks about my eyes a lot yeah i know he talks about how much stamina she had and how she was a bunny in the sack and then he tells the gross toilet seat joke where he's like what's the difference between a freshman girl and toilet seat toilet seat doesn't follow you around when you're done using it and that's when riley punches the shit out of him (laughs) and you know normally i'm not into that toxic masculinity bullshit but when it comes to punching parker in the face that's it's okay mostly it's the difference between parker and a toilet seat one of them is covered in turds. The, the other, other is a is toilet a turd. seat. Oh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> is a turd. <laughs> I thought about doing that one too, though. <laughs> I like mine better. Yeah. yeah, yours is a better joke. One is covered in shit. The other is a toilet seat. <laughs> anyway um, uh this scene this whole scene is so ridiculous like even the punching part is like really over the top even though i love it mm. i love it though so <laughs> then they go outside and he's like i can't believe i did that and force is like yeah you heard me say grosser things and i'm like why are you friends with this guy riley and then he says and most of them about your own mother <laughs> i was like Eesh, yikes uh and then um he, riley's like I don't know what it was. I just didn't like hearing him talk about Buffy that way. I guess I like her. And it's playing this really cheesy guitar music in the background. (laughs) And he's like, Like I'm I'm always the last to know. Uh, (laughs) Force is like, peculiar. It's a dead giveaway. And Riley's like... the same music they have like when... Like the two romantic interests go on a date yes. in like a decom or something. Uh-huh. And they ask Riley what he's doing because he starts to leave and he says, I'm going to go see a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Mm. There's oh a lot my of cheese. Gosh. I love it. He does like cheese. Mm. Uh, so we cut to some lab coats. In- I wrote, Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Yes. That's the, <laughs> the uh, intro to this scene. <laughs> they roll a gurney into Spike's cell and start to put him on it. And then. He wakes up and he says, or he pretends to wake up. He says, I gotta go see a girl. And he starts choking one of them. Do you think um, there's anything weird about him being able to do that? Uh, yes. <laughs> because he's got a chip in his brain. Yeah, it's supposed to let him like not hurt anybody. He's like, Riley does say he, he doesn't can't hardly hit anyone. Can't can't hardly hit no more. <laughs> yes. That sentence makes me laugh every time. I don't yes. Know anyway, um, but uh yeah so i mean he doesn't really directly punch them uh-huh and i think he does say something like oh my head or something like in the middle of their fight oh but yeah he mostly just like he like, grabs throws that them throat. off of him and stuff yeah it's more defensive i guess you could try to also, excuse it sort i of. guess these guys are like really well trained or something these rando scientist guys well, everybody knows Kung Fu. <laughs> Everyone does. It's the Buffyverse. Uh, Spike gets out the Nick Cage vampire because he <laughs> says, you'll only get out if I show you the way. Uh, they run into some people with gas masks. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know what that, that's about. <laughs> Just needed some faceless people that you don't have to see again. Right, I guess so. And then Nick Cage gets staked and Spike runs away. <gasps> we still don't know what it is. What What is? The initiative. That's why. It's true. It's, it's still true. secret from us. It sure is. That's why what? The gas masks? Yeah. We, it hasn't been revealed yet. But we got to see the faces of the lab coat guys. Shh. <laughs> a deep, deep metaphor. <laughs> so but then, the commandos. Uh-huh. They're still a mystery. 
It's true. It's true. Uh, you think those were some people we might recognize in the gas mask? Well, if I don't they think were so. dressed as commandos. Oh, that makes sense. So we cut to Willow, and she's listening to some sad music. She lets Riley in the door. This, uh, It's kind of like, I don't know if it happens exactly the same way it does it later in the episode, but it's like he knocks, and she's like, come in. Or is she like no yeah no this is it no I wrote this specifically because okay she, okay he comes in without he knocks and Willow just doesn't check the door or anything she just says come in gotcha yeah so it's so, sort of like uh, priming you for later mm, it's priming my pump for Willow sure. you know better than this mm, mm. Uh, she's she's off her game yeah, <laughs> so and Riley being says sad. Riley says I hope I'm not interrupting anything extremely depressing I meant to look like up that. what song she was listening to I didn't recognize it me either but I, it sounded like kind of familiar but I couldn't I'm terrible at remembering names right. of songs so he wants to ask her advice about asking out Buffy and uh, very smart of him to come to her best friend uh, rather than uh, I don't know say his dad is dead and that makes him want to live to the fullest or what the fuck ever. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, and so they start talking. Uh, Willow notices that Buffy's weapon bag is like kind of out from <laughs> underneath her bed. So she, she starts to like kick it under. To try, but it's like really heavy. And then she Riley like it. kneels down. He's like, let me get that for you. And he pushes it under the bed. It's really, it's like a really funny visual gag. It really is. And uh, yeah. And then <laughs> he said, I uh, was trying to think of a way to uh, approach her or something, and I was thinking, how about them Broncos won't really cut it? Yes. And it remi- that really reminded me of uh, the birdcage. Oh, yeah? Al, you old so-and-so, how about those dolphins? <laughs> yes. And he's like, how do you think I feel? Betrayed? Bewildered? Wrong response? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They're trying to... Pr- anyway, watch the birdcage. It's gay culture. So, yes. So he's talking about how uh, his feelings for Buffy might be getting deeper in Willow's like, let me guess. Uh, You'll ask her out. Then you find out you're in love. Time stops. The world's made for (laughs) you two and you two alone until one of you leaves and rips the still beating heart from the other's now broken, hollow mockery of the human condition. And he's like, that's the plan. That was not (laughs) verbatim, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I figured. (laughs) And, uh, God, he says something like, never courted anyone like Buffy before. I, yes, he's you. like, I've never courted anyone like Buffy before. And I was like, Bleh. It is a really, like, they do kind of make this thing they, about him being a pretentious college boy sometimes. Well, I think it's more about he, he's supposed to be like a Midwestern gentleman. Oh, no, I know that's what it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, no, he's like. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I know there's that whole, like, corn-fed Iowa boy. Right. Uh, he tells her she should trust him because of his honest face. And she's like, I've seen honest faces. They usually come attached to liars. Like, wow, that's very philosophical. <laughs> right. Uh, clearly, she's talking about Oz. But I was like, hmm, who else could Willow be talking about? And I was like, maybe she, she could be talking about the mayor. That's the only person mm. I, ca- I came up with. Or just people Or maybe Giles. Lie. Giles uh, lied at one point. Oh. Mm. Betrayal. Yeah, stabbed in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh so he starts to leave and uh after being like i appreciate you wanting to protect her i guess she brings that out in people yeah and i was like what is that oh because he just punched parker because of that and that's why he's saying that and i was mm. like 
An interesting thing to say, Riley. Oh, I also noticed here she still has the Dingo's poster. Aww. So sad. Poor Willow. So he starts to leave, and she's like, she likes cheese. <laughs> and I was like, who doesn't like cheese, Willow? Uh, I guess there's probably some people. Lactose like, intolerant people. They still like cheese. Yeah, sometimes they like it the most, even <laughs> though it hates them. <laughs> and she's and she tells him about Mr. Gordo me. and Icecapades. Mm-hmm. Careful with the escapades, Willow. Someone might get their neck hurt. <laughs> Someone with one eye. It's just Calcitron or whatever his name was. Calcitron. <laughs> I can't. I can never remember it. I don't. He doesn't. He has it's, a name. I can't. Yes. It wasn't in the episode. No. It's in the. It's like in the description. Yes. Uh, it's like when Calcitron tries to kill Buffy, and it's like, holy shit, that guy has a fucking name. I wrote that's in our notes too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So she tells him not to get fresh with Buffy at the party tonight. And he's like, I don't even know if we like each other yet. And that's when she like, she like smiles because she's impressed that the boy doesn't immediately want to fuck Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's where the bar is. Mm, um, here we go. And then he asks her if Buffy talks about him and she, she just kind of shakes her head. And he's like, that's discouraging. Mm. And uh, she assures him she's not his accomplice, even though she totally is. Yes, and that's when we cut to Harmony hanging up a unicorn poster <laughs> in her lair, and it's uh, it, <laughs> she's kind of decked out the the lair and like all her stuff. all this like she girly has, stuff. She has like a um, has a screen, a lot of clothes. Yeah, she has, it's like a screen, and then she's hung outfits. Like, yes. Already coordinated and hung up outfits. Uh huh. I love Harmony <laughs> so much. And her hair, she's given the Matrix kind of in this. Uh, uh, what's her name? That was Trinity. I don't remember the actress's name. Uh, I don't. I've never seen The Matrix. Anyway, um, okay. Well, okay. You remember Jada Essence Hall did that look, and they said it's like The Matrix. I don't remember. And it was on. I would probably. Anyway, I I don't remember. Never mind. (laughs) So um, it's given The Matrix. Gotcha. So Spike comes in and he's like, "It's me, baby," but she slaps him mid sentence. (laughs) She's like, "You dumped me. You staked me. You hurt me. You left me." All those little things he calls. What does he call her first? The first thing he calls her is foam latte. (laughs) My little foam latte. Yes, and he's like, "You're forgetting one other thing. I did. I missed you." (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. I love it. Uh, It's really funny because it's the same kind of level of arch as the uh a human being in pain but i think it's okay because it's funny yes um (laughs) (laughs) and so so he's like your blondie bear is here to stay she says she's glad he's back and he's like uh i am or or she's like for good right and he says i am mon petite creme brulee and she's (laughs) like like, ooh italian Italian. And she was so obsessed with sodding France. I know, right? She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't know creme brulee. That fits, though. It's really funny. I love it. And he says, Big Daddy's home. Go, uh, You can go kill whoever you want, starting with a slayer. She's like, oh, and we see her face. She's like, oh, brother. And he calls her his little mentholated pack of smoke. Yes. She's like, like swinging weapons around, too, while they're talking. <laughs> yes. She's like, she'll just slap you around like always. And she says, I and can I do I can that. Do that. <laughs> that was really fucking funny. And so she like grabs his hair and he's like, watch the head. Mm. I was like, hmm. Something wrong with the head. Something, something's wrong with that head of his. He's had some complaints. <laughs> Uh, we cut to Xander. It's just a dramatic monologue, and then Giles g- says, "Shut up!" It's so funny. This that's Xander's. That's, it. that's the whole scene. That's like Xander's best moment this episode. Uh huh. Hilarious. Second best moment. Wait, what's the best? The fight. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. 
So we cut to Buffy and Willow entering the party and Willow declines Buffy's offer to go with her. And she kind of like slyly approaches Riley and she's like, she's wearing a halter with sensible shoes. That means dancing, light contact, don't push your luck, no heavy conversation. This is it. Hold on. I want to read my notes from this section. First of all, the note, this section or scene is called party time. Excellent. And <laughs> yes. uh, these are my first few notes. Looks cool. Riley juices. <laughs> LOL Willow's debrief. <laughs> and the juices are because there's like a bunch of big things of juice on a table. Like like jugs? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's probably to make like, you know, the, the punch or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just funny. There's just big jugs of juice. <laughs> so Willow tells him to ask her to dance. And he's like, oh, no, there's one problem. I can't dance. And I was like, you can't, like, move your feet a little bit or something, Riley? Come on. I don't know if we've seen this paisley top on Willow before, but it's real cute. It is super cute. Uh, and it's orange is a good color for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, she's like, okay, talk. Uh, make eye, co- eye contact. Be funny, but not glib. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hurt her, I will beat you to death with a, sh- with a shovel. And he just kind of looks at her. A vague disclaimer is no one's friend. Yes, that is one of your I, favorite quotes from I, this show. It is. I say it all the time. There, actually, there's a lot of friend. there's a lot of things in this episode that I just say randomly. Sometimes. Right. Uh, so he drinks some water. Remember, Riley doesn't drink mm. and leaves. Or he only drinks vodka. Uh, that's that's possible as well. I like the taste of vodka. And he steps into this. <laughs> I like it by itself. How many <laughs> times have we done that? <laughs> <I don't laughs> so he like steps in on this conversation that Buffy is having with some random people. I guess she mm-hmm. has just like a gaggle of acquaintances she can talk yeah, to she, at any given moment. She's suddenly not uh, Wiley Coyote like dupa dupe music. <laughs> She is now like a beautiful swan She's who is just so social. She's a social swan butterfly. I, I mean, like, cl- that's got to be intentional in some way. Like, oh, before yeah. he realizes he likes her, she's like all clumsy and peculiar. Oh, 100%. And when yeah. he realizes she's now like all confident and impossible to approach. Oh, yeah. That's really good. You're mm-hmm. right. That is so that's, that's definitely what happened. And so he starts to talk about class, and she's like, okay, whatever. And, he's, and then he holds up... Some theories, huh? Yes. And then and he holds up a toothpick with a cube of cheese directly in, in the, the middle. <laughs> he says, cheese. Oh, uh, man. Uh, I didn't notice that until you pointed out when we watched it <laughs> earlier. like, wow, they really speared the shit out of that piece of cheese. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, yeah... We cut to Xander. And Harmony, this is the smackdown of the century. Yeah, so apparently Giles has suggested they split up because he's annoyed with Xander. <laughs> <laughs> and Giles, or Harmony, he's shit. <laughs> Calm Zan- down, Zachary. Xander is like peeking behind the bushes and you just see stuff flying it's just like from another bush. Co- yeah, it's just kind of like flying out from beyond his view onto the ground. And then you see Harmony and he's like, Harmony. She's like, Xander? <laughs> He's like, uh, I I have to tell you, I'm highly trained to put this through your heart. No mercy. No, no warning. warning. She says, now, this is something I say all the time. I can kill you where you stand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the delivery of it, too. is. So I can kill you where you stand. <laughs> and he's like, bring it on, then. And so she slaps him. <laughs> then he kicks her in the <laughs> shin. Wait, first, he, she slaps him. He's like, ow. Yes. <laughs> 
and he kicks her in the shit. And she's like, ow, sissy kicker. That's what I do to the cat when he bites me. I'm yes. Like, ow. Like you that. sissy kicker. <laughs> and then they And they're like pulling each other's hair and like <laughs> and like the, slapping at each other but not actually mo- hitting each but other. But then putting it in slow motion with the music. <laughs> it is fucking <laughs> chef's kiss. And it's so amazing. And then the slow motion stops and she's like, I'm so gonna bite you. <laughs> and they agree to stop if the other will, and they count to three and they tear each tear apart from each other. Oh, I also just yell some like literally I think while I was loading the dishwasher last night i said a lot you sissy kicker <laughs> and uh i love xander's de- or uh nicholas brendan's delivery of this line he's like well harmony it's been great catching up i'm just gonna pick up the tattered shreds of my dignity and go home <laughs> <laughs> and the way he says it is just like so like flustered sounding i love it yeah he's like i'll leave you to burning your stuff and she's like like i'd like the sex pistols this is Ew. spikes which is a real like a really contrived way of getting xander to know that spike is there because he's like i'll leave you with your fire and she's like my fire yeah this isn't my stuff and i'm like that i i don't think that's an organic <laughs> reaction but go on I, I love it no and it <laughs> i realized in this scene i was like oh harmony is like if alexis rose was a vampire oh she's yeah. like <laughs> like i'd listen to the sex pistols ew 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 xander <laughs> <laughs> If she was just a little more clipped in her speech pattern. Yes. Oh, gosh. Now I need Mercedes McNabb doing a little bit of Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. No, 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 no. A little bit of Lexus. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so Harmony lights the fire and she leaves. And I was like, wow, she doesn't know Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh i did like i actually really like that this is where i thought she looked the most matrixy because the hair uh-huh did you notice how elaborate it was yes and like this this outfit is a surf from harmony it's great and it's kind of giving like spike too yeah because she's wearing leather like a long leather coat and the red pants that also match the shoes so she's like getting vampire but in like a harmony way but it's like oh but to me it was like reminiscent of spike like uh, he's her platinum baby and she loves him. So. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> he was my platinum baby and I loved him. The fur color gives me uh, a little bit of Drusilla, of course. But, uh, <gasps> yeah. Anyway. Oh, I wonder if some of it is Drusilla's clothes. Mm-hmm. So or we to, see. To copy Dorcas. <laughs> yes, <her>. Dorcas. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. we cut to Buffy. Oh, wait. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but she likes the match and she's like, I don't understand why men always. Oh, and, and then Santa's gone. Leave. And then she just. It's really cool the way she just casually throws it and walks away. Uh-huh. I love that. She's kind of like unintentionally badass. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Buffy dancing with these random people. And uh, <laughs> I don't... Have you ever danced at like a party or a club? Yes. I have... I did it one time when I was like a freshman in college. I don't think I've... a club. I've been to places where someone might do this, but I've never like... <laughs> I that's it's something I just cannot wrap my head around as like my brain doesn't can't process <laughs> doing Dance. that I can't he's, the, he's that dad from Footloose it just doesn't well I don't want to make it illegal cannot <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm like Dance. how do people I was like Buffy looks kind of ridiculous here and I don't like how do people do this oh yeah no I totally yeah I mean I feel like I've danced at weddings and it's just a lot of arm movement 
Oh yeah. And well, like, yeah. I've done. I've done. I did the prom dance, and then like, okay, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna go sit down now. <laughs> yes. I but yeah. I, I did. That just. That's just what this made me think of. Because like, if I was an actor and like the director's like, okay, just like dance like you would at a party, I'd be like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so weird <laughs> so Buffy's dancing with some randos and it cuts over to Riley and Willow and he's like wow I'm usually so good at things and she's and like she, she, she's, he's like I choked she's like you really did well you failed extremely <laughs> well <laughs> uh, that was so funny she tells him to relax and uh and getting any reaction is good except projectile vomiting and that's when she stops she's like but what are the chances of that and then she hears she hears the music playing and she like starts to get like kind of moody and riley's like "Uh, what you got associations with the song and it's because it's a dingo's song (gasps) dingo's ain't my baby and i like how they don't like explicitly say that he's like oh yeah this is just like some music they got from a band that played here a couple of years ago or something Mm. but it's like really it's still really clear to the viewer that it's a for it's the dingo's Mm -hmm. and i do you have trivia about this about the dingo about the song no give it to me i read on buffy wiki that this is actually the first song the dingo's ever played in inca mummy girl Ooh. Yeah, when Oz uh, saw Willow for the first time, Ooh. which makes it even sadder. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, so and sad. Uh, Riley, uh, like Riley, makes my even though he's like so such a doof and so corny, he like makes my heart flutter a few mm. times in this episode, and this is one of them because mm. he gets his friend to change the music. I wrote his friend's name. Oh wait, did did I did I maybe I meant his to write DJ and not name. AJ oh. I wrote AJ and I was like Why oh yeah I he does say a name okay okay <laughs> I wrote his friend's name for some reason so um <laughs> he gets them to stop the music and everyone's like oh man <laughs> yeah and Willow and the like, extras are really going after it this episode <laughs> right oh my god I almost forgot in I think it's in the background when in the corny sitcom scene where Riley realizes he likes Buffy. Mm. Um, I found the blonde extra. (gasps) I found her. She's back. She's back from Sunnydale. Hi. I was so happy. Welcome back. (laughs) She's like, she's like the extra that I always notice. She's the extra with something extra. Yes, absolutely. But uh, so this like really endears willow to riley it looks like from her reaction and she's like you know what i'm gonna go home like i don't feel great i just tell buffy i'm safe and uh i'm gonna go (laughs) and i'm kind of blue or actually no she doesn't say that that's what riley says later so she leaves he goes to buffy and gives her the message something blue (laughs) yes and he's like i wanted to ask you and then Xander cock blocks him. <laughs> God damn it, Xander. You're always fucking, fucking, fucking with shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Making Buffy's love life harder than it needs to be. I mean, that's not his fault. Right. He's I'm, not, he's not, not actually being not an this, asshole right Not here. this time. Not this time. Yeah, you're thinking of later on. And earlier <laughs> in and the then, series. So he tells Buffy about a situation. Mm-hmm situation yes and so she has to leave with him and riley's like okay <laughs> and force is like we need you downstairs anyway 
And then <laughs> he's like, it's not like she blew me off. She just left with another guy. <laughs> and Forrest says they're probably on their way to make crazy naked sex. <laughs> he's like, stop that, man. And it's then, very like it's like school it's like schoolyard like teasing that they do to each other. It's right. so silly. I feel like young adult men are probably are probably like straight guys. I mean, what really is the difference like between a twenty two year old man and an eight year old boy? Oh, <laughs> Not <yeah>. much. <laughs> so um this is i actually really like the way the scene goes so they're just talking about buffy and graham's like i'm on your side they get into like this elevator Mm -hmm. after having their retinas scanned yes and i was like wow good thing it didn't scan anybody at this random party that they (laughs) right exactly that would have been weird hey your your mirror said retinal scan not accepted (laughs) fucks up with that Uh uh-huh at force like i know about girls and (laughs) riley's like yeah girls this is one girl (laughs) and uh that's when he uh says it into the wall and Mm -hmm. we hear a computerized voice go initiative vocal code match special agent (gasps) finn Finn riley Riley. the comments and we're like special agent and then they get out of the elevator and they start to walk down the stairs and we are hearing the conversation as the camera pans over this giant empty warehouse with an <laughs> aluminum foil pit. <laughs> it's like it, it's this would be in... so badass if the facility didn't look so like, like it's, weird. Like they taped a bunch of fire blankets together. <laughs> yes. And then it uh. sort of pans back down after you get a look at the whole thing. And uh, it goes back to the boys, and uh, they come up to Maggie Walsh. Oh, this is the scene, by the way, where you can see the fish guy. He's on a oh, on a bed. Oh, gotcha, the pit. gotcha. I did. I I didn't make the connection, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, so we see Maggie Walsh. She's on, in mm-hmm. on it too. Whoa! She says it's a code red. Suit up, boys. Hostel seventeen has escaped. This is where I wrote. Why are there balloons everywhere? <laughs> did you notice that? No. There are huge weather balloons. There's like. They're all over the place in the background. <laughs> no, I, I did not notice. It's really funny. I bet they're made out of the same stuff as the the science pit. Oh, like, moon foil. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking like mylar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> science pit. <laughs> the science pit. That's mm. a, it's like, it's just like this big warehouse, <laughs> like concrete warehouse. And there's like all like a rectangle cut into the floor where they put mylar and like a bunch of gurneys and stuff <laughs> there's computers too i guess mm. yeah it's very it's silly the science pit kyle <laughs> science <laughs> pit it's a science pit okay <laughs> <laughs> barry you after the science pit yeah man <laughs> oh man i gotta gotta work a 12 hour shift in the science pit today <laughs> dissecting a fish monster we have to put this uh vampire in this thing that looks like it's from a beauty salon i wonder if that one is uh wentworth miller who's that? the fish monster oh i wonder if that one is gauge is it gauge is that no wait gate wait maybe yeah gauge gauge patronzi i wonder if that one's gauge patronzi <laughs> i was thinking that was the one that will help but that's percy that's true. He was not a fish monster. He was on the basketball team. Yes. <laughs> so um, after the break, uh, Walsh describes to them that Hostel 17 <laughs> broke his restraints this afternoon. This episode happens in one day. Mm-hmm. And 
he they are they have to assume he knows the area and if you fail to recapture him the initiative itself could end tonight well i think it's two days no it's one day because spike broke out today we we party i think was the day before this no, the party is happening still. Like Willow oh, yeah, gets attacked by party. Spike the same night she goes home from the party. Oh. I thought she's wearing different outfit. Anyway, no, she's wearing the same outfit. I made that up. Spike does talk to her about a different outfit. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um uh Riley apparently is like a high ranking member of this like platoon of commando guys mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you want to call them and uh he gives a bunch of orders and he says stake him only as a last resort so mm-hmm. they want to do some more science pit stuff on him mm-hmm. <laughs> more stuff in the science pit well they didn't get a chance to try out his chip that we learn about later right so he deploys the team and he graham and forest leave the facility <laughs> then we many guns yes then we cut to buffy at giles's apartment with him and xander and she's like doesn't spike get that this is my town this is my night off <laughs> and she's like i'm tired of being i'm tired of digging all these holes granddaddy and then Xander's like, that's too damn bad. I'm just <laughs> Xander's like, I'm sure he would have picked another nut if he knew you were busy with Teutonic boy toy. So this is the end of Xander's non-turd streak. Yep. It was like 45 minutes, <laughs> and here we are. 90 minutes. It was two episodes. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he says that right, he's Teutonic, and then she says he's a doof. He's not Teutonic. And I was like, Xander's never spoken to this man. What is Teutonic? And I was like, doesn't that just mean German? <laughs> and I looked it up. That's what it means. Teutonic means German? Of German origin. Well, like, okay, so the Teutons were like this proto, I guess, Germanic society. Uh-huh. And so I was like, is she, he's saying he's like a... Relating to like the a, Teutons. <laughs> he's like a like an old Roman era so- soldier or something. I don't understand. Yeah, I can't even find a uh I can't even find another definition for it. Yeah. Uh, no, I looked. I spent a while looking this up. I mean Damn, maybe Doug Petrie is racist against the Teutons. Well no, but it is used, I think, kind of like as an insult. It, I was yeah, like, I feel like I've heard it before. It, it a couple places did say a derogatory term for something German, <laughs> and it was like, but it just also means mean? it's German. I don't know. I guess it's just supposed to be another creative way to you're call a, someone dumb. You're an old society. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, obviously Xander is jealous of you're a Roman. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, is je- Xander is jealous of someone who he just saw talking to Buffy, <laughs> like right immediately. Even like, though he <sighs> like, like he and Anya like sort of have a theme thing. It seem seems like I don't know. We haven't seen her in so long. It's been two episodes. Who knows if she's so even still Anya. alive? Oh no, I haven't mentioned her. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> Buffy's like he's worn worn out his welcome tonight. I'm gonna kill him, mm. and I was like. <sighs> hmm. If only Buffy. <laughs> oh, and she does that whole shit of like, I'm going by myself. No arguments. Yes, because Giles is about to argue. And then uh, Xander gives her the flare gun. She says, if I, if I see Spike, I'm staking him, not signaling ships at sea. <laughs> yes, I love that. This That whole scene was with the 
weapons was so completely unnecessary because this flare gun is also unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's so dumb. Somebody in the writer's room was just like, what if she blinds them off the flare gun? They're like, fuck yeah, that's cool. <laughs> right. Exactly. They could have just put more smoke like, does it, there. Does it? Does it make sense? No, shh, shh. it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're just, we're just, we get to use the flare gun. Anyway. Uh, so um, she's like, she agrees to shoot it off if she gets into trouble. And Giles is sure he's, she's going to find him. We cut to Spike, who's broken into like so, somewhere with a computer in a similar, like somewhere in the college, yeah. seemingly. In a very, like, it's kind of similar to the freshman where Xander and Buffy were on that computer. Mm-hmm. They, like, apparently had to break in somewhere. I was like, everyone just has to break in to get yeah. onto a computer. These, this place has to be replacing the glass in the door every few weeks. Well, I uh, guess Spike's a hacker, so he has to get a college... Com- or not a hacker, so he has to get mm-hmm. one of the college computers so he can actually look at the stuff. He's not like Willow. I have a uh, a little trivium here. Uh-huh. So he's scrolling through the register on this computer, oh. and it includes the names of crew members. Oh, cute. Uh, there's J.D. Peralta, who was Marty Noxon's assistant. Uh, Eric Parker, who was assistant chief lighting technician. Jeff Pruitt, uh, who was a stunt coordinator and married to Sarah Michelle Geller's stunt double. Hmm. Uh, and uh, Sophia Crawford. Yes. And uh, there's also Victoria Ruskin, who's a set designer, Sydney Rosenthal, who's a costume supervisor, Lisa Rosenberg, who's a hairstylist, David Solomon, directed oh. a few episodes, is the name on the list. Yes. Tim Speed, lighting console operator, uh, and Leo Solis, special effects. Very cute. So, a little, little nod. I also just now am thinking, how does how often has Spike used a computer? Mm-hmm. Probably not a lot. Like, I'm surprised he was able to get this far. He's probably looking at porn. <laughs> he's like, oh, you can do that now? Sign yeah. me up. And yeah, he well, spent... But it's the spent, 90s, yeah, so He it's spent like, an hour downloading one photo. Yes. Is that each <laughs> the lines. Each to doing is a line of the pixels loading. Yes, and he's like, oh, God, I can't wait to see a pube. It's going to be 10 minutes, though. <laughs> <laughs> this image is two megabytes. Oh, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> we cut to Riley and his squad, Forrest and Graham, outside, and they see Buffy. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, she's compromising the area. And Riley's like, she, yeah, see, she's not having sex. I told you. At least she's not having crazy naked sex. Oh, actually, it's said by Forrest, I believe. Or maybe it was Riley. Oh, and then Riley's like, I told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and they, they're like, we have to clear out. Forrest suggests using her as bait. And Riley's like, I'm not doing that. And uh, <laughs> he says, uh, what again? I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Agent, stand down." He or pulls something rank like that. on him. Yeah. Yes, he's like, "Did you just pull rank on me?" And he's like, "You got a problem with that?" And I was like, "Ooh, Riley." And Forrest does this very dramatic, like, "No, sir." And he mm. like, I don't know, like, gets into like, it's all a, in the shoulders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't Kyle know how just to describe it. it. He just did it perfectly. Yeah, I can't see that. <laughs> he like squares <laughs> up a little bit, and yeah. Um, then Riley walks up to her and she fully holds up a stake. Yes, she like there's no one around her. He's she could definitely see him in her peripheral and she's like, "Wah!" She like pulls a stake on him and like, "Oh no." And she somehow puts it away. he does not notice that. 
Right, exactly. He's just so concentrating on trying to get her to leave and not having a boner. Right, exactly. So he's like, uh, I didn't get to say goodbye. You left with your friend who's a boy. And she's like, he's <laughs> not anyone I want to talk about right now. <laughs> because she just wants him to go away. <laughs> and they have this whole conversation. But she, the way she talks about it is he's not... Anyway, like she starts to say he's not somebody I would date. Right. <laughs> just this guy who drools about me all the time. Right, exactly. It makes our friendship awkward. So uh, she's like, I need space alone. And she's like, emotionally. I mean, emotionally. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I still... Have, There's I, not I, very much difference between the two deliveries, which is really funny. Yes. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what she is going for there. Maybe she is. It's also kind of like she's trying to think of something else. And she's like, nope. Just that. My idea was that she was going, she was not like, she wasn't expecting herself to say emotionally the first time. Yeah. And so by the time she says it the second time, she's like, oh, wait, I already said that. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, there's plenty of space in your room. I'll take you. And uh, at one point, she's like, who died and made you John Wayne? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, "Uh, if you were a real gentleman, you just leave. And go far, far away now. <laughs> she tells him she's drunk. At one point, she's like, you think boys can take care of themselves and girls need help? And he's, she just says, yeah. And she's like, that is so Teutonic. So then that's like saying old society. Ah, that makes sense. But ironically, Teutonic women were warriors. <laughs> so they don't have this dumbass Catholic whatever I wonder if they Not knew Catholic, about. I wonder if Judeo-Christian sexist bullshit. Uh, I wonder if he knew about that when he wrote this line. He's like, hey, "This is ironic." Well, Probably I guess not. the whole point of it is that they're an old society, but that they're German. So that he's like, so they're they're like calling him old-fashioned or something. I don't know. That's what I read it as in this scene. I still don't understand the use of the term Teutonic. Yeah, me either. And I feel like it's not just them I've heard. So if you if you are someone who better understands the usage of that, yes, <laughs> please educate us. Uh, so they both say that they're staying as long as the other one is here. And then they hear a woman scream, who later we find out is Willow. I'm pretty sure. It's not just a random woman. The only time I've ever heard it before was... Uh, Lily von Stupp, the Teutonic tit willow. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so they hear the scream, and then they're like, I gotta go. They're both like, see ya. <laughs> and they run <laughs> off. At the same time, and that's so funny. I have, I just have to say, uh, Riley returns to Forrest and Graham, and they're using this like little handheld like tracker thing. And what's on the screen, first of all, it looks... I think it looks exactly what, like what they used in Homecoming to track mm. Buffy and Cordelia. The Twonk twins. Yes, the Twonk twins. And uh, I might have, I think I mentioned it in that episode too, but just in case I'm going to mention it here too, it looks like it could be from the original Legend of Zelda, the video <laughs> game. It looks like a bunch of trees and mm-hmm. like a little like pond in the middle of them. That, oh, yeah. And they, it looks exactly like that video game. Oh man. And then they're using that scanner thing. Yes. Or is that in this scene too? Yeah, that's what I was just talking about, right? There. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> what are you oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I scrolled down too far, but <laughs> um, yeah. And he's the thing that cracks me up the most every time is he's like ninety eight point six, ninety eight point six, ninety eight point six, and he's got also seventeen clocking in at exactly room temperature. <laughs> fuck does that mean that means that he doesn't have body heat he's no. not alive what the fuck is room temperature that's what i'm saying it's just so funny 
The, well, no, I understand he's a vampire. He doesn't have body heat. I get that part. I'm talking about he's giving these precise degrees, oh, okay. and he's like, room temperature. Well, if you said, it just, like, it's funny to me. I mean, I guess if you said 72 degrees, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's too cold for a human. So, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> or, yeah, like to, yeah, to get it exact, like really drive at home or whatever. They couldn't right. say 25 degrees Celsius. That's standard state conditions. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is roughly room temperature. <laughs> a little warmer. So we hear a knock on uh, Willow's door. She's in her and Buffy's room. And she, like earlier in the episode, she just says, come in. And it's Spike. <gasps> She's like, you want a spell? I can do a spell for you. She tries to run and Spike throws her against her nightstand. And he's like, you've got a choice. I'm going to kill you. I can let you stay dead or bring you back like me. Uh, she screams. Uh, he like starts to bite her, but when she screams, he like throws her on the bed and turns the music way up. And this is really uncomfortable. Uncomfortable to watch. It is like genuinely very frightening and uh-huh. scary. And it's intentional. Mm-hmm. But so before we dig into the rest of it, so they cut to commercial. Well, after, after he throws her on the bed, yeah, he throws her on the bed. Cuts outside. Well, no, he also like. No. Gets like he's... it cuts outside in the hallway, and then she, no one can hear, and then it cuts to commercial. That's not after he like gets on top of her and tries starts to bite her. Oh, maybe it is. I'm I, sure I it thought is. the last thing you see is the outside, and nobody can hear. No, because after it cuts back from the break is when they're just like sitting on the bed together. So then it cuts outside, then it cuts back. No, he gets on her and starts to bite her, and then it cuts outside. I. I didn't disagree with that. Oh, you didn't say I. You didn't say that part though before you talked about it cutting outside because <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> and then I said, that, "Oh, and it okay, cuts outside." Okay, gotcha, anyway, gotcha. <laughs> anyway, it's very um, uncomfortable. It cuts to break, and then it cuts back, and now so we have gone. Fr- we ended. <laughs> we ended like our period between commercial breaks with, a, like, oh. a very clear visual Wait. metaphor for rape. Right. Well, and then hold on. So then also this another DVD commentary thing from Doug, uh-huh. Doug Petrie uh, said that um, they intentionally, they like cut to commercial, of course, uh-huh. to build that suspense and f- like for the audience to be like, oh shit, Willow's dead. And like, I I think that that would have been really tense. Like imagine. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You're just like, you're watching that. He chomps into her and they're like, all of a sudden, it's like a one eight hundred collect commercial, or right, I can't exactly. believe you're it's like, not oh my butter, God. and you're like, oh, fuck. That's where you're like, I am not going to go to the fucking bathroom. Yeah, I watched I, this on Netflix for the first time. Mm-hmm, same, and no commercials or anything. This so it's particular just like, episode that is, man, it's it's just like I wish it's part. You you know, you watch something like that, and you wish you kind of had the like tension or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny he felt the need to say that on the commentary because you know. You show something bad happening and cut to commercial break. Like. Well, it's one of those. It's from IMDb, so it's like one of those things. Where oh, it's gotcha, like, gotcha. And in this episode, Willow tells Riley Buffy likes cheese. <laughs> yes. So anyway, oh, so it was IMDb and not him saying that in the commentary. The he said it on the DVD commentary. Okay, okay, that's what I, I'm saying. It's funny I that he would say that, not that IMDb would have it on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, so we end that with a very clear visual metaphor for rape, and then we come back from break and we start what's supposed to be like a funny metaphor for erectile dysfunction. Yeah, which is incredibly jarring, and I don't think that those two metaphors should be mixed. 
perhaps. Yeah, they did this. What was the episode? There was like a, it was like only one or two episodes ago, where we were talking about this, where they did something where they touch on this kind of serious topic, but then don't really go anywhere with it. Are you talking about when? Oh, Willow and yeah. almost walking in front of the car. That's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. It's kind of uncomfortable. It's like if they had done it. Well, it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be scary. Well, the erectile dysfunction part is supposed to be funny. I'm talking the about the first part. part. Is supposed to be scary. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know that you really needed that. Right. Exactly. Like, m- make the visuals a little less stark or something. Especially right. if you're going to be making erectile dysfunction jokes after the commercial break. Yeah. You can't do the classic, like, uh, the vampires trying to give you a from the back hug. Uh-huh. And oh, I also got to say, it's not necessarily, I keep saying erectile dysfunction. How many times can I say erectile dysfunction in this episode? It's not necessarily, (laughs) it's not necessarily about erectile dysfunction and more just in general about a man not being able to get it up, Mm. uh, which doesn't necessarily always have anything to do with erectile dysfunction. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Spike's like, that's never happened to me. And she's like, maybe you were nervous. He's (laughs) like, I felt all right when we started. (laughs) And he tries to bite her again and his head like explodes in pain. Not literally. And uh, he's like, he's really angry. And she's like, maybe you're trying too hard. Doesn't this happen to every vampire? He's like, not to me. And then she's like, it's me, isn't it? (laughs) And I'm like, oh my god, Willow. And uh, he like reassures her that last year uh, when he had her in the factory, he really wanted to bite her and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it doesn't make you any less terrifying. And he says, don't patronize me. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be a lot funnier if he hadn't just uh, it tried to rape her, basically. Uh, so we cut into uh the squad that riley's squad and uh mm. he that's when we oh. see them they're like oh, we got a cold one. Oh, you mean talking about the the cold or the <laughs> her talking about not being the kind of girl vamps want to sink their teeth into and stuff. oh yeah yeah because there's you a, had every chance to say that it's this whole uh <laughs> this whole like uh play on the whole like of course vamp like vampirism and the blood sucking has always been a sex metaphor. Uh huh. Shock. <laughs> Kel but, surprise. But it's just funny them playing on it so much and playing with it. Uh huh. I agree. Uh, and so then we cut outside, and this is where we see Riley's squad like lock on to Spike, oh. and we got a cold one. And then he's like, "This is it." He's like, uh, "It's a standard triangle flanking maneuver." <laughs> he like orders them to do that and i was like triangle flanking maneuver <laughs> uh thermal output clocking in at exactly room temperature room temperature it's just so funny we got a cold one precisely room temperature right so we cut back to willow's room and spike's like i'm only 126 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, willow starts to comfort him but then she's like or she's like why don't we wait half an hour and try again and then she's like or and she, and grabs she hits him over the head with and she does kind of have this it, allison hannigan plays it really funny where she has that like oh yeah she's like what the fuck have i been doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> why am i therapizing spike right <laughs> 
And then, uh, but uh, so she starts to go out, but then like it cuts doesn't know outside. How to, well, she doesn't know how to work doors. No. What, so what happens is, I think what happens is, so it cuts outside, and we see everything go dark, and the commandos come in with their night vision. But you also hear doors locking. It's as mm. though like they have a uh, way to lock everyone's doors. Yeah, because there were a lot of people like pulling on their door, like I can't get in. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what it's. I'm like. I was like, how are they locking people's doors? But that's the only reason Willow wouldn't be able to get out. Right. Imagine this scene like today, though, where like you're on a college campus and lights go out and dudes walk in with masks and guns. And guns. Oof. Yeah. That would not, that would not go well. Yeah. They would not put that on television. So they're going through the halls. They break down Willow's door and she jumps out. Uh, Knocks all three of them down. Right. <laughs> is really funny it's really funny just one just one girl jumping out of her door right she had a big strong jump you don't know about willow's leg day (laughs) right spike tries to bite one of them and he his head explodes again uh again not literally (laughs) (laughs) uh they start like putting a bag over his head and uh forrest is like the civilian could have turned we can't neglect quarantine but Mm. riley won't uh is trying to like keep them from trying to capture her and when uh, eventually forrest i think it's forrest gets his hand on her hands on her and mm. he's like she's been contained and we hear contain this oh, and this is after they tased a fire extinguisher oh yeah oh yeah uh spike grabs the fire extinguisher and like starts fighting with it and like they shoot that little taser thing at it and that's what uh what causes all the smoke to go around mm-hmm. uh so buffy's like <laughs> contained did you this. oh there's also this like i forgot to oh, talk we're about still this. not ready for this Shit. <laughs> sorry when they put that bag over his head there's like this weird adr speak that sounds like a completely different person it was he's and who is also a pirate he's like me head. <laughs> it's not he doesn't literally say me head but he's like i know exactly head. what you're it's talking like, about yeah it sounds like obviously a different person or like i <laughs> well yeah i imagine James they Marsters couldn't get was hung over i'm yeah right maybe they're like hey it's time for your adr for that episode remember and he's like man i had too much vodka last night uh, so they be termites in my leg <laughs> so um it's real real deep it's all smoky this is the third time about i'm about to go on is can i do it now so we roll the dice baby (laughs) so we hear contain this and that's when buffy (laughs) shoots the flare gun and it bounces and it looks like it looks like as if they made this shot from a like they somehow animated a comic book with magic and because it looks to me it looks kind of cheesy it is very cheesy also completely unnecessary just put more smoke there what what is going on they had well so they have the night vision i guess they had to have this kind of weak excuse for why they don't see her yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Cause it's I just think dim having more kind of smoke smoky. would be fine too. Uh, I right. anyway. Well, it's dark. But yeah, I now guess. their vision is blurry from the flare. I guess they're as yeah, well. They had the night vision goggles on. Uh, she fights with them, and at one point, she has Riley just like against a wall and just just, just like punching him him. over and over. She again. does this really cool move with a chair though, where she like, I fucking love that, is, that. That choreography was cool as hell. That was so, she like pulls it out from between her legs from yeah. behind her. It's like like she's and like sitting flips on it. it up to hit him in the head. Yeah, it's like I don't want to say that, <laughs> but it's like it's like it's like if I don't know. It's go like ahead a, and say it. Go do it. Do it's it. like a stripper ninja move. That's awesome. It's so cool. Who doesn't want a stripper ninja? I just like 
Uh, yeah. It's also, it's very like wrestling to me, like hitting someone with a metal chair. Right. I don't know. Just this, uh, I just can't get over like how cool that looked. It was so it, cool. It was so I loved smooth. it. Stunt, stunt people, high fucking five. Right. So Spike jumps out of the window and he ends up outrunning the commandos and Riley retreats from the fight with Buffy. <laughs> He's been pummeled about the stomach. <laughs> yes. She punched him so many He's times. Like, my internal organs are bleeding. Right, so <laughs> Buffy goes to check on Willow and brings her back into their room. Uh, we cut back to... Oh, no, I thought it was funny, too. They literally go... You see their feet disappear on the corner and the lights come back on. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, they didn't, uh, didn't care about the other hallways. <laughs> we cut back to the initiative facility and uh, Maggie Walsh is not happy. <laughs> she just throws out so many of these like kind of like... I don't want to say cliche, but like there's like what she's like, call me old fashioned, but I like results. Yes, right. And uh, she says something else too. I can't remember. They, the consensus seems to be that Hostel 17 has an accomplice, and that's mm. who Buffy was, who's smart, aggressive, and escapes description <laughs> for say, some reason. Whoever it was, he's big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that part. And yeah, and then. Uh, she says the old-fashioned thing, and then she's like, this report reads like a child's riddle book. Yes. I don't know why I'm playing her as Moira Rose right she's now. She's such a hard-ass. <laughs> no, Moira this Rose. Report le- re- this report reads like, like a child's, child's riddle, riddle book, book David. <laughs> can't, can't you do anything better with your time? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> Agent Finn, tell me something good. <laughs> her burdening. Her burdening. Her <laughs> Maggie, Maggie Walsh. <laughs> She asks how her implant did. <laughs> how did the implant do? Uh, and uh, it's working. Uh, he can't harm a living creature without well, experiencing... In- intense neurological pain. Yes, he can't feed. He can't, can't hardly har- hit Can't anyone. even hardly hit no more. <laughs> and I, I just want, I want to mention, they call him Hostile 17. Does that mean he was the 17th demon that they captured? Mm. Because if so... They, that's they. They got a whole fucking facility and like a fucking army squads. They captured seventeen demons by last episode. I mean, we don't know how many they've, how long they've been here. Well, I mean, even if they've been there since the freshman, it's been like a few months at least. Has it? We're past Halloween. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but like. Other places aren't here to start school in like September, so it's not that long. <laughs> True. I mean, it's probably like November. I think yeah. it is November because next episode is Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was going to say they usually are in the time of year they aired. Yeah, right. So, so in like roughly six to eight weeks, probably, they've only, with like entire squads of army commandos, they've only <laughs> captured maybe 17 demons. Well, they are just people. <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyway, they wouldn't do any good. They'd only bring guns. <laughs> yes, I I love the dynamic in this episode of Riley and Buffy, like just having no idea what's going on. With yes. The uh, so we cut. Uh, oh, we cut outside on campus. Riley sees Buffy and approaches her. They apologize to each other for being weird last <laughs> night. Uh, and she's like, "It's nice to be out by yourself at night sometimes." And he's like, "Yeah, but be careful. There are strange people out there." And she's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so funny uh, uh he asks how willow is apparently the incident last night has been written off as a prank 
No, and he's like, I forgot you live in Stevenson. And she's like, you knew that? <laughs> well, yeah, Buffy, you introduce yourself to everybody as Buffy Summers Stevenson Hall. <laughs> yes, exactly. We've heard it in like three previously ons. <laughs> <laughs> or just Parker, actually. Uh, and he's, yes. And uh, he's like, I thought Willow might be able to help me with the project. I'm like, you're a grad student, Riley. <laughs> she's a, I mean, Willow's Willow really a smart. Genius, Kyle. Yeah, some sophomore software company was going to hire her as a sophomore. <laughs> That's for true. Their sophomore company. Uh, she was a junior. That was season. Oh, two. junior. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so she's a, a whiz. Uh, yes. Ever a whiz there was. Right. He tells her he's not sure yet if the project has worked out, and she's like, "At the party last night, you wanted to tell me something." He's like, oh, "I don't remember, but you would have been fascinated, possibly even moved." And then there's like this little silence between them, and he's like, "Did Willow tell you I like cheese?" <laughs> and she says, "You're a little peculiar." He says, "I can live with that." And they walk away from the cameras. The camera the pans up. Yes. The cheese yes and the uh, episode ends before we get to our other segments a couple things first of all uh i just want to go ahead and point out that riley is a ta for buffy's class which is not the most ethical thing ever <laughs> mm. Mm. uh so yeah even though that's just a cover for his military office. i mean he still is the ta for the I know, class i know i know i'm saying Saying. like he's actually doing t- he's grading her papers yes. and he's like trying it's to ask her out yeah because somehow they're still functioning professors and stuff in addition to fighting demons by <laughs> there's by moonlight right exactly love by daylight yep that Never too running from a real fight also sorry <laughs> yes that was sailor moon i <laughs> yep it sure was zachary <laughs> um also um We've got like this. We've got this interesting development with a little, a little new love mm. interest who mm. doesn't seem like a big old dickhead mm. like Parker was. I mean, they never do it first, do they? What? I said they oh. never do it first, do they? Zachary, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I just wanted to point that out. And he's pursuing Buffy. Buffy doesn't already have like some weird star-crossed lover crush on him. So mm. we'll see how this goes. Surely it could only end well. Well, we ain't even hardly got an in memoriam, so. <laughs> no. So, as Tort we go through no this. deaths. Yep. <laughs> we're going to go. As we go through the series, we're going to give each episode a score from one to ten stakes, with ten being the best. Zach! <gasps> How many stakes are you going to give this episode? I gave this one seven out of ten. I think it's perfectly fine. I think that's a little low, Zachary. Oh. I first of all, this is an episode seven, and boy, is it an episode seven! Mm. I, I think it's actually the first episode seven that gives this like a like a giant reveal, because mm. like Revelations, yas queen reveal. <laughs> Revelations is like the start of Faith turning evil, kind of, and Lie to mm. Me is like a big character thing, and Angel is a big character thing. This is the first like big story thing, really. This happened on episode seven. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. I really like the episode. There's a lot of stupid, dumb things that are like <laughs> per, kind kind of aren't like the best writing in it, <laughs> but I still really like it. I love the structure of it. I love mm-hmm. like the whole dynamic of Buffy and Riley in it is kind of fun when yes. they're together. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I was n- not expecting much from it. I'm going to give it an 8.5. And the extra 0. 0.5 is for Sissy Kicker. <laughs> you sissy kicker. <laughs> or no, that's not how she said Sissy kicker. You sissy kicker. 
Uh, fuck. All right, well, now we've done that, Kyle. It's time to move on to the episode MVP. Who slayed it? <laughs> I'm going to give... This is a hard one, but I'm going to give it to Willow for being such a good friend. I, um... I was like, I'm going to be outside the box. Um, I gave it to Maggie Walsh. Maggie Walsh! So I said, if she hadn't chipped Spike, Willow would be dead. Oh, that's true. Or we could... we. I, I think Spike could also get it, too. But I'm still going to go with Willow. Because Spike does end up escaping. All right. Well, that's that's it for the MVPs. Now it's time for a brief queer analysis of the episode from your own mm. Zachary Rickard. Mm. Mm. I didn't do it. Did I say Rickard? I don't know. Did you? I think I did. Oh. Oops. Oops. <laughs> well, go ahead, Zach. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... I think there is this uh, element of that whole asking somebody out for the first time and like how it can be awkward and especially awkward, you know, for other queers. Uh huh. So if you are a the queers, um, <laughs> I am other queers. <laughs> you might, um, you know, kind of go through a similar experience that Riley went through. And I think there's this kind of fun metaphor for like, he feels like he has this huge secret and she has this huge secret and they're like, I have to keep this from the person, but it's actually the thing they have in common. Yeah. Which is very like, that's very closeted queer. queers. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting. Like the, and then like them, like him having like a romantic, romantic interest in her on top of that. Mm. Yes. Like all that complicated stuff is like very, it's just like, you know, your average trying to approach someone you like as a queer person. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what if they're, what if they're straight? What if they're, what if they're, and it's like, and you just don't know all these things about them. And it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the, that was the angle I went on with this analysis. Uh-huh. Also, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's something in there about Forrest being a misogynist dickhead, but I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. crawl. You know, some people think Forrest queer. is gay for Riley. Oh, yeah. but We can talk more about that later and why I think it's a crock of shit. <laughs> I thought about it. No I offense realized to you it was if you're one of those of people. <laughs> yes. That was me trying to be Bianca, Bianca W. w. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to that there gayest moment. The gayest moment of the episode. I... I don't think it can go to anything but the Harmony Xander fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's gotta be the Harmony Xander fight. Perfect. Uh, It's so fantastic. Another, another, like, just like Beer Bad, another thing straight out of a drag race acting challenge. Yes. Harmony hanging up a unicorn poster is close second. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm going to go. Decorating her room. I'm going to make that one yours. (laughs) The unicorn. I I saw that and I lost my shit. I was like, oh my god, Harmony. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if their unicorn will be a thing with her. Oh, I wonder. I legitimately do not know. I wonder. <laughs> Shut up, Zach. God damn it. I wah, 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 wonder. Sorry, I went to a 50s do up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Okay, so... Are you ready for my angel report, Zachary? Oh, shit. I forgot the angel report. You forgot about the angel report. It's still so fresh. I do want to so clarify. Um, 
when we started doing the angel report, it uh, it uh, we made it sound like it was just because of crossover episodes. Uh-uh. I'm going to do the angel report all the way up through season seven, and then mm. I'm not going to watch season five of Angel until we cover on the podcast, <laughs> which is going to be uh, infuriating, I'm sure. Oh, interesting. Mm. Oh, you sound like you don't agree with that. Anyway, no, this no. episode... This episode of Angel is an, uh, also in episode seven, obviously. It's mm. the bachelor party obviously. where uh, Doyle's human ex or well, human current wife comes to get a divorce from him so she can marry someone else who turns out to also be a demon <gasps> whose family wants to eat Doyle's brains for some oh, reason. Yeah, because they're being real nice to him. And then it's like, uh, it's like a very... Uh, to serve man, it's a cookbook <laughs> kind of thing. You Honest, know what I'm talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's an episode of the Twilight Zone, anyway. Okay. Sorry. Um, my uh, my favorite part of the episode was Cordelia. Surprise, surprise. Because surprise, surprise. Like we had room with a view already, which is character stuff for Cordelia. But there was a lot of it, this is ostensibly like a Doyle episode, but there's a lot of like Cordelia's like she goes on the, in the beginning, she goes on a date with this rich guy who's like a, I don't know, a hedge fund manager or something. And he's just talking to her about stocks and she's so bored. And like, you can just see like old Cordelia would be like, Oh, I'm going to marry this rich guy. But mm. new Cordelia, she talks about how she's like, all I could think about is if he saw a monster, he'd probably throw a shoe at it and run away. That was giving him too much credit though, because he does actually see a monster who attacks her later who Doyle saves her from but he just runs away mm. yeah so anyway mm. there's and then she starts to be like you know maybe Doyle isn't like a complete loser and mm. he's pretty cool and he saved my life and I don't know there's fun cool Cordelia stuff in the episode mm. I think Doyle ends up getting divorced from his wife I don't know I was paying most most of my attention was going to Cordelia <laughs> <laughs> anyway it was a de- pretty decent episode much better than fucking sense and sensitivity god Fucking damn in that episode. Sensitivity. Well, yeah, that's part of the episode. The sensitivity would be a hero. What? Sorry, that was office reference. Oh my god. (laughs) We need we need to get out of this episode. Tell people where they can find us. (laughs) Yeah, so that's it for the initiative. The initiative. Ooh. Ah. Uh thank you so much for following along on that uh, quotathon journey with me, and um, I wonder if Kyle. you can guess what Zach did before we recorded this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my business. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, I am not on that line. Hold on. Oh my God, Zach! I'm leaving this in. I'm going to embarrass <laughs> you in front of our 20 viewers mm-hmm. or listeners. Shame me. <laughs> Shame me, Daddy. <laughs> Shame. Oh my god, go Zach. You're the one that said you wanted to wait. <laughs> All right. Uh so um if you liked what you heard, please be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Support us by leaving a five star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we should read it aloud upon the program. We shall. <laughs> and um you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at BuffyGazePod. Yes, you can also reach out to us through email at buffygaze at gmail.com or leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash buffygaze. Please like share us, us with your Facebook friends. Or give us a tweet. Yes. Keep a uh, dream. Sure. <laughs> keep keep checking the Instagram. I'm gonna try to do more polls and they won't be about Parker anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh this has been season three episode 
I did. I, uh, the season three is still... I'm just going to say season four and not do the episode number because I always know what episode number we're on. But I just read season three again. This has been season four, <laughs> episode seven of the most professional podcast in the world, mm. Buffy Gaze. We are comedy queens. <laughs> Je- join us <laughs> next week <laughs> for season four, episode eight, Pangs, a completely unproblematic mm. episode. Till next time, uh, I'm, about it. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we are your Hostel 17 Gays. Happy fashioned. I like results. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>